podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to your fantasy football show. I'm your host, as usual, Guy Drinkle, and in this one we'll be discussing fan tracks because Fantasy Premier League does not exist. Um, I'm going to have to suffer through fantasy talk, I know, but uh, I'll introduce my guests before we start going through stuff. Um, I'll start with Simon because he's closer to my level this season, strangely. How are you doing, sir? (laughs) Yeah, having a bit of a slow start, but... Uh, that's how things normally are with me. I kind of, you know, it's it's that last four or five months that I really kind of try <laughs> pick up steam a little bit. It's when, but, uh, it's when the people drop out who don't try all it, the way through. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But uh, apart from fancy, uh, yeah, things are pretty nice. Um, I'm looking forward to this, this um, level five hurricane to be interesting to see how the world will be over see, here but see um, if Ireland yeah. survives again if we just get washed ashore and, uh, <laughs> we should be okay I think it's, it's weird it hasn't like rained in ages and then it's been horrendous this week over here stop being great um but I'll introduce my other guest who is happy the odds on fantasy wise is Jay how you doing Jay top of the money league and all that jazz You've come on a, such a lovely day. The the skies are blue, the sun is shining, the weather is calm. I'm top of the league. Liverpool are top of the league. Let's get talking fantasy. God, you sound like Chris fucking Eubank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds, like, sounds like, yeah, Brendan Rodgers or something, maybe. It's a beautiful summer's day. <laughs> the breeze is stupendous. Um, the right. view from the top is beautiful. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Uh, never thought I'd do a Chris Eubank impression on the show. Um, never again. Um, right. Uh, we'll do it in reverse order. I'll start with my team because it was awful. Um, I got 50 points, but... I accidentally took a minus 12, which was not meant to be a minus 12. It was meant to be like a minus 8. And that means I'm on 38 points for this week, which is not good. Um, uh, De Bruyne got me 18. Uh, Trent got me 6. Sionchu got me 6. And that's pretty... Oh, no, Mount got me 6 as well. And that's pretty much all there is to speak of. And the real kicker is that Madison didn't even play, which was one of my transfers. Uh, but long term, that should be fine. But I could have obviously waited, which isn't great on that one. Uh, De Bruyne was one of my transfers, which worked out nicely. Um, as was Otamendi, which didn't work. Uh, and I can't remember who else I transferred. Oh, I think it was uh Matip for Trent, which did work. Um which would have worked anyway. But um yeah, it was a uh, it would have been alright without the minuses, but yeah, a couple of them transfers weren't very much needed. But anyway, I think long term they'll be better. So this is pretty much just a written off game week for me. Um Simon, how did you do? I got forty nine points buying in which is just below average, which kind of feels like this has been me for the last month. I've 
just been kind of hitting the horrible average mark. Um, so I did okay at the back. I had Van Dyke with eight and Robertson with six points from Pope and zero points from Rico because I think he also got booked. Um, Sterling and Mount got me um, some points each. Nine from De Bruyne and I, for some reason, put the armband on Mo, who got three and missed that one-on-one, which I was raging about. <laughs> and he also should have had a fucking penalty, but that's okay. That's just bad luck. And then up front, I brought in Abraham for um, Hilaire, and Hilaire got five points and Abraham got two. So that worked out well. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was a, that was a perfect transfer. But, on, but Abraham missed, I think, two or three big chances so just bad luck I think with that one as well yeah we'll talk about uh, some of the fixtures but that Abraham one long term looks like a uh, somewhat yeah. of a safe bet but uh, we'll talk about my chance so I've, I've done opposite of you there <laughs> uh, but gambles and all that jazz but Jay go on then. here it is <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> um, well I'll first of all I'll start with my transfer which obviously I didn't make on the pod last week but after much consideration and advice from you, Mr. Drinkle, I went for Yamalenko from West Ham yeah. and took Sabayos out, which paid off massively because mm. A, Yamalenko scored and B, Sabayos started on the bench. And then we'll go back to front. Uh, Heaton got one, uh, Alexander Arnold six, Peters six because he got an assist, uh, Van Dijk eight, midfield, Yamalenko nine, Mount six. I was going to captain Mo Salah, I did say it on the pod. But then I forgot that Leicester were playing Newcastle. So Mo didn't get the captaincy. He got three. Uh, Bernardo the Racer Silver got one. Um, Puki two, disappointed yet again. That's probably one for debates later on in the pod. Uh, Abamyang obviously now nested the equaliser against United. That was nice. He got nine. And my captain for the week was one and only Mr. Blue Wicked himself, Jamie Vardy. Two goals. Uh, he did get a yellow card, but that doesn't matter because as captain, he got double points, so 24. On my bench, I did have Martin Kelly. However, I didn't think he would play. He got six points and Campbell got two. So that left me with a nice total of 75. For- Not too shabby. Not too shabby indeed. I hate you. <laughs> well... It- it's it, it's all your fault though. You told him how to buy a guy. <laughs> you did mention Yamalenko, <laughs> and we did discuss West Ham last week. Why d- you're not meant to take my advice? This is the whole point of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, my advice is not meant to yeah. work out. That's the whole point. <laughs> In hindsight, I was torn between going between him and Madison, and I thought mm. I'll I'll go for a bit of a differential, and because yeah, Yamalenko yeah, was being informed. I went for him, and you know it was the right one in the end. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> plus, plus, he has got uh, relatively decent fixtures as well. Yeah, with Enko coming up. I mean, they've got. Uh, I forgot. Only Everton is their pink game in the next five, and they're at home for three of them. <laughs> and Everton, and two, and two of them, uh, three of them at Palace, Sheffield United, and Newcastle, who can't score for love nor money really at home so if he carries on his form he should be a decent purchase for the next month or two at least and then it starts Mm. to get a bit more tricky towards Christmas time but at 6 million I think he probably is a hidden gem that nobody's really got he's only 
selected by 3.4% of players. So um, hopefully not giving away too much of a trick here, but you might be one to have a look at for those people who haven't got someone in the midfield who's getting them goals. And Yeah, funny, was... funny someone said that last week. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. All right. Now we're gonna Come have, on then. we're gonna have to like disclaimer my advice is do the stuff I don't do, and that'll work. Yeah. That's how that's how we will describe this pod now, right? Well, um, sorry, go. Best best described as listen to guiders live and do the absolute opposite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've already done a transfer. Oh, I'm gonna have to take a minus for guide transfers <laughs> live. Aren't I? Back, God, back, yeah. God. I need to stop doing early transfers. It's ruining my shtick. Um, anyway, talking points on this week. As we always do, we do tend to go off on tangents, not about fantasy football, but this one seems quite clear-cut, apart from something Jay already brought up in terms of racism and stuff, but it does affect fantasy, um, if we divulge that way. But um, let's start. Um, Simon, De Bruyne, mm-hmm. probably the biggest bargain so far in the season. FPL wise, because he is like probably in a, a twelve million pound asset, and he was going for about two p. But after having such a huge week and a huge couple of weeks after being um, benched against Norwich or whoever it was, he's now got a possible injury, which is obviously a bit of a bugger for most people. But um, is there still concerns about this being a long term injury, or is it? Is it just going to be a wait and see? Because we do have the international break after this game week. So if you did have him, or if you do have him, are you willing to sit on him for a week and then see and reassess after the uh, international break? Yeah, it seemed like Pep said he might be okay for the weekend. But I mean, I don't think we can ever really take anything that Pep says for truth. But um, I didn't see, I presume the injury was done in training, was it? Or is it, or in the warm up or something? But uh, he's just has he's had such a bad past with injuries that it's hard to know. But for me personally, I'm going to wait until after the international break because I still have my wild card to play, which I might mm-hmm. use then. And if I do, then I can always leave him in and then see if he's going to play. But like I, I bought him for nine point six. So I think he's now 9.9, so I can afford his price to drop by 0.1 and I won't lose any money on him. So I'm not too worried about that. But my bench is really, really bad. So I might, instead of um, taking the risk and losing him, I might transfer out one of my 4.5 defenders for someone who has a better fixture. And then at least that way, I I have a person to fall back on because I don't think he'll play it the weekend um but if his injury isn't that bad and he's and, and he'll miss one fixture then that's fine but m- maybe if you have if you're thinking of playing your wild card like i m- might be then it could be worth bringing him out for a one week point because you can always bring him back in if you don't mind l- losing a little bit of money on him but i think it depends how much you paid for him as well yeah i'm 
kind of in the similar boat for you. I think I had him initially and got rid of him on wildcard for Sterling, which went great. Um, <laughs> but I got him back, so that's fixed. So I, and I, then he got injured. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I got the good... I, I, yeah, probably. Uh, I got the good week out of him, so... Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I got him for 9-9, nine, nine, and he's 10 now, so he can still go down one. Um not really affect me too much. Yeah, sorry, I thought he was 9-9. Nine, nine. He must yeah. have went up again. Yeah, but I mean, so. in terms of what you said about him being the best, like he's probably, for money-wise, I think he's the best FPL asset at the moment. Um, he pretty much returns every match. He's playing far more advanced than he was last year. He was definitely under underpriced based on that. And every time I watch them... He's kind of at that spot, like right at the right of the box. Like he's mm-hmm. so he's just kind of he's kind of at, at that perfect spot. Um, so he definitely is. Like I think he's the most important player to own because he he just looks like he'll score most weeks, and he's also seems to pick up a lot of bonus points as well. Um, so that's why it's kind of you know it might just be worth writing out the injury, but. It's just hard to tell with Pep, isn't it? You never know with him. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, Jay, feel free to add anything on, on De Bruyne, but with Pep comes a lot of rotation. But this rotation is kind of see a, what do you say, a re-emergence of Riyad Mahrez, I suppose, because they obviously had have a, a few injury issues with like Sane, uh, we'll talk about the Bernardo Silva situation uh, in a sec as well, and now De Bruyne's injury. But is Mares now becoming more of an FPL option? Because if he if he starts locking in that um, that right wing position, he seems to have a really good connection with with De Bruyne himself. It it looks to to us normal human beings that he should probably be locked in that position. But this is Pep Guardiola. <laughs> yeah. Uh... On De Bruyne, I don't have him, and I'm top of the league, so is he must own? That's a question to be asked. But, yeah, should have. <laughs> I mean, I do want him, I won't lie. I, I mean, I've thought about ways I can get him in, and the only way I can get him in is by either taking a minus or using my wild card, and I think I've said over the last few weeks, I'm probably going to hold my wild card till after this international break, because... Obviously, the fixtures then start ramping up, and you know potential injuries can happen on international. So number one in uh, the world has De Bruyne to shut up. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? What does he know? He's not in the money league. He's um, number one in the money league. That's so it's okay. Yeah. yeah, that's all that matters. This is the real league, um, where the real players are. Um, um, yeah, Mares. He obviously we. We we've got the issue with Bernardo, and I've got the issue of owning him. Um, I got mm. the very good week out of him against Watford, was it when he yeah. got a hat trick or whatever? Yeah. And I have said I've wanted rid of him um, before all this business. But yeah, Mares. Even if I just go with straight swap, I mean I don't know what the values are. I'll have a little quick check now. Um, but eight he, five he, to seven nine in Mares. So, Mares is eight five. <clears throat> I've got cash to play with, I think, in my... Uh, but yeah, I've got 1.3 in my bank, so I could easily do that trade. Um, he does seem like the logical option to play there. Um, um, he didn't 
Did he start last night? I can't remember. I didn't really watch any I, Champions League. I didn't even know Man City were played last night, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'll have a look. He did, sir, but yeah. I'll have a look whilst you try. Well, um, but he does seem like the options to play. Obviously, they've shifted Sané in the summer. Um, Sterling's obviously favoured on the left-hand side. And then the only other option you, you would have with City really is Foden. But he tends to play in the David Silva, De Bruyne sort of position attacking from midfield. So on paper, it probably looks like an absolute shoe-in. And I think we've uh, we've got to touch on a few fixtures later on. But as you look at it now, um, Manchester City have got what, what you would call a very favourable fixture list, especially in the next four or five games before the... Well, the fifth game is us. But especially the next four games, they, they have got three at home. And they are pretty formidable. At the SEAD, they seem to... To whack teams for at least four or five goals, and mm-hmm. coming coming there is Wolves, Aston Villa, and Southampton. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they rack up at least four against each of those teams. So I would say Mares is probably a shoe in for for most, especially if Bernardo is sanctioned and it's implemented within the next few days. Because I think he got lucky to get on the pitch against Everton. I didn't think he would, but they needed him. Um, so, yeah, I would probably say he is the shoe-in transfer for the week. Yeah. Well, Matt Maurer's played um, 90 last night. Um, oh, did he? Ah. He did. Bernard- uh, did Bernardo play too? He started and came off on 55 for Sterling. Ah. But they were drawing nil-nil at that stage, so that seems like a more of a necessary change. I mean, there's two ways you can look at that. They're either trying to rotate Bernardo a bit, it would have been helpful to actually watch the game, I suppose, knowing this. But they have brought on Sterling to change the game and then keeping Mahrez on as either a, big, a vote of confidence for him or they were just bringing off Bernardo because he needed to rotate. So it'll be quite they interesting. They were 0-0 for yeah. about 60, yeah, yeah. 7, 70 minutes, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so, Sterling scored the first goal, so he, he came on and changed the game by the looks of it. And then as far as we're aware, this ban will be for... Premier League or English fixtures only so mm-hmm. Bernardo can still obviously feature in the Champions League so you'd imagine he will get the bulk of minutes there and if it is going to be Mahrez he's rotated with you'd imagine he's going to get 90 in the next two or three Champions League fixtures that they've got while this impending potential ban is going to happen yeah, well, Sai, what do you make of the whole Bernardo Silva situation? I mean, I don't want to get in the ins and outs of racing yeah. because it's a fantasy pod and all that stuff, but it has came out a ban is one of the possibilities, probably unlikely because it, it just doesn't happen. Well, no, well, Luis Suarez got... Did Luis Suarez get banned? Yeah, Suarez got banned, yeah. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. So it is possible. I mean, it's probably not as serious, even though probably just as racist. Um... Yeah, it's not the same, but it's, I mean, it's not, it's kind of, it's a it's difficult. tough <laughs> one to say yeah. that it's not as bad because, but they, but for me, they both fall into the same thing and they should both be fine in the same way. Even if one isn't as bad as one, they're both of the same offense, which is bad. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, even though one is a little bit more extreme, just because it was kind of said in hatred, I suppose, as opposed to, according to him, in messing about mm-hmm. type of way, there's 
they're still both the same thing and they're still both like highly offensive so I think they should both face the same thing I mean I think a ban would be great just to show that they mean business I think if, I think if he was like it's the only other option besides a ban is probably if like a money fine which doesn't really mean anything you know like if you're getting that much money every week and you're fined what like Two hundred thousand pounds or something. Say that's like one w- that's a week to pay. It's yeah. not really gonna be affect you that badly. So, um, yeah, it's. I don't really know what to. I don't really know how to speak about it because I don't really feel like it's a thing that I can speak about. But yeah, I can absolutely. definitely see the fact that it went on Twitter, even if it didn't offend Mendy. I don't think that's the point. I think the point is that it could easily offend millions and millions of people and that's the problem with it and it's just really really thick to post something like that and then to not come out instantly and kind of realize how bad it was it felt like a kind of well, it's like a half-assed apology you were saying i can't yeah even first and then no, it just seems Pep was like oh no it's fine it's fine yeah. and sterling being involved as well was really bad as well like it felt like he didn't want to he didn't want to speak about it, but he was almost like he felt like he kind of had to say something, and he kind of got the. That's not really how he feels about it, I'd say, but he was probably was kind of you know. It's, totally it's, party it's line. very bad. Yeah. yeah, it's just all very bad, isn't it? Really. Yeah, it's a bit of a mess. It is a yeah. bit of a mess. But um, well, let, let's imagine he does get the ban. Then I, I suppose, um, Jay, you've obviously got him. You want to move off him anyway, given he's only had, what, one good game week, which was against the worst team in the league at the minute. Um, So imagine he gets this six-game ban or whatever it is. Is it as simple as getting going straight to to Mares, or is there anyone else you've got your eye on? I think at the price that Mares is, 8.5, yeah, you're talking a 0.6 difference that that on paper is is the most logical. Um, at the moment, Mahrez is only selected by 4% of people. I imagine that will be a considerable amount more by this weekend. I probably reckon more towards 18 to 20% will probably shift to him. Um, the only other one really that sort of stands out to me in the midfield options is potentially Martial, had he been fit and featured. Mm-hmm. But he, I don't know what's going on with him. He, there was rumours he was going to be back for the Arsenal game and he, he was nowhere to be seen. Um, just having a quick peruse now through your midfield options and the, there's not a lot of, of talent there to be had in the in the six to eight, no, nine million region. You've sort of got to go top end and then even then you're probably looking at Son at 9.7, which yeah. I think we've touched on him last week. Um, but whether we're going to go there with Spurs, Spurs is a for, very... For Carrie Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there we go. Uh, it's a very, you know, questionable area team at the moment. What would you, whatever you, the situation, there's obviously, there's rumours flying around. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, we haven't even mentioned they got fucking spanked last night. Like well, we're, we're recording on the Wednesday, <laughs> aren't we? Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Last season, we went to Bayern Munich. We beat them 3-1. They come to Anfield. They drew 0-0. And 
it was closer that would be would be the team it has been. They're not what they were. Well, they've only got as far as I know, Coutinho in that team. All right, he's world class, but he didn't get an assist last night. They pretty much had ten mm-hmm. of the eleven players that we faced, and they absolutely wiped the floor with Spurs. And it could have been more in Spurs' own backyard. Yeah, <laughs> so that that probably says a lot about Spurs, and you know, it's a. It's a very kind compliment to us. Um, but there is not much else to be had in that region. Um, I wouldn't touch Pogba because I wouldn't. Why would um, you? <laughs> and then maybe David Silva at 7.6, but even then he's he's questionable to Pep's rotation policies. Mm, they seem to be protecting on. them a bit more, don't they? Yeah, so uh, I think Mahrez is the, is the logical one to go to. I mean... Looking at favourable fixtures, you could say Chelsea. So if Willian keeps his place at seven or Pedro at six point nine, but again, frankly, it's to rotate. Um obviously Pulisic has been a bit of a flop as we could put this season. There's 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 not a lot out there in terms of midfield talent. I mean And everyone has what, massive mountain anyway, don't they? One name I could throw at you is six point five million West Ham's Manuel Lanzini. Mm. Yeah, well, they, as you mentioned earlier, they've got good fixtures. Um, I think Fornells is coming into it a bit more. I think Yamalenko's probably the safest, as as we mentioned on your points, but he's probably the safest out of them and seemingly the more of the goal scorer out of him and Philippe Anderson. Um, and, and I don't think Anderson's had the best start FPL-wise. I have no idea performance-wise um, to the start of the season. But um, it... it is it just simple as, as as making a move and keeping the money just in case he's fit for the after the international break then? Yeah, I yeah. I would, yeah, I think I would. I'd probably go straight for Mahrez, Um and add the money I've got in the bank. It's a, it's a straight straightforward swap. Um, I'm not sure who Algeria have got across the international break and whether he'll travel. Mm-hmm. Um, not but, I'll have a look. If, whoever they have got, I imagine it's probably a relatively simple fixture. They're not going through the stresses and strains like our Brazilian lads travelling all the way to Singapore for a friendly against Senegal, I think it is, which is ridiculous because... They play the Congo, wow. not DR Congo, I should say. Uh, um, the Democratic Republic, yeah. Yeah, um, and Colombia on the f- Tuesday. So the play- I imagine that would be in Europe, though. Uh, let's have a look. Only, I mean, that's just an imagination of... Stad Pierre Mori, where is this? Oh, that could be anyway. That is in Lille. It's live research. That's Lille, oh, yeah. Dear. This is like, so, li- okay, this is like yeah. live geography with guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it looks like they're played in France. So let's see where the Congo that's, game is. That's pretty safe then. Yeah. Yeah, it's not too far to travel Lille. He'll be back within, obviously, <laughs> a few hours from there. So... Mm-hmm. I think he's probably the shoe in transfer for the week. Um, yeah. The more I kind of hear this and the more I look at it, I'm there is a temptation to do De Bruyne Tamara's actually even for, it would be a minus four hit for me to do it. And I'd want De Bruyne's back in quite fast. But I guess if I was to play the wild card, it, w- it could make sense because I, I actually think Mares could be a very good c- c- captain option as well. I mean, he isn't, like, he's probably been, I would say he's been their best 
probably their best player besides besides De Bruyne. Maybe they've been on par. I mean, like he he mm-hmm. he has been in the best form that he's been in since the move. And but I mean that doesn't seem to mean much to Pep. So I guess I mean Aguero's probably as at risk to be not played and he's like five million more so that's something to think about that isn't that's an interesting point i didn't have um aguero i didn't have him in the uh, agenda to speak about but i just popped up aguero started last night when did he come off he came off on 89 minutes so he pretty much played all the game last night so there's probably a shout that uh jebus will will start the weekend i mean it was only at home so it might not be that important obviously they've got the um uh, de- decent break. When do they play at the weekend? Wolves. They play on Sunday. 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 So they've got Sunday. maximum. They've got the maximum mm. break then, pretty much. Yeah. And Wolves at home is. I mean, Wolves are really bad. They're not. The, <laughs> they're looked, not what they were yeah. last year. So I mean, I was looking at I, rest. I, I was looking at Watford were playing just out of interest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway. so, the Sheffield United. If anyone's interested, but yeah, that is that's probably the. Safest fixture out of the lot. Arsenal v Bournemouth, pretty safe. It's probably between Wolf. them two, isn't it? Yeah, just a quick point on Wolves. They go to Besiktas on Thursday night. Oh, so God. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I keep forgetting they're in yeah. Europe. <laughs> That's, uh, they could yeah. really get spanked, couldn't they? Yeah, but let's forget who is in goal for Besiktas. That's <laughs> that's a uh, how dare could you? be an interesting game. We could say. How dare um, A Dharma Triora v. Carrius. It's like a dream of mine. <laughs> uh, but it, either way, right there. <laughs> it's a tough fixture. It's a long way to go as well on a Thursday night. Uh, obviously, to take it, it'll be hostile for them as well. Probably something a lot of their players haven't experienced. So um, I would say probably a bank of a weekend is a home win for Man City if ever there was one. Yeah, you can really see like five or six nil in that. With Mara's getting like five, like getting a pretty big return if he starts. I mean, I'd presume we'll probably be Sterling, Jesus, Mara's as a front three, but that's just, I don't know. No, it's definitely going to be Bernardo Silva, <laughs> Aguero, it's David Silva, and Foden. And Foden. <laughs> yeah, Sade is back fit as front three. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, it, that looks like the safest, especially with the Europa thing, Europa League thing there. And now I'm tempted to get Mara's in, and then I know Kevin De Bruyne will too, play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to get rid of Aguero when you brought him up, but that fixture's too tempting just in case he does play. Um, but anyway, we, we've done Man City at your death there. Um, let's talk about the other two good sets of fixtures we kind of touched upon there. Um, Arsenal and Chelsea. Um, we'll spend less time on Chelsea because I think we bring them up every podcast because we keep flip-flopping between their shit and their good. Um, so, Arsenal. Um, Sai, is it literally just a Bamiyang FC at the minute? So, as I was about to say, I think in terms of FPL and I think in terms of real-life football, it's a Bamiyang or bust, really. I mean, there's n- no one else doing anything for them. I mean, he's on 53 points like he's he's returned in every match so far i believe and, i think so yeah yep and he like it he's just like they have amazing fixtures but even still he's the only one that i'd even 
think about bringing in. And for he's 11 million, he's expensive. And for me, I don't have anyone in that price range up front. So it's very hard for me to bring him in. So that's kind of why I'm leaning towards the wild card, possibly. And I'm, I'd be tempted to bring him in and get rid of Mo just for the nice run of fixtures Arsenal yeah. have and for our kind yeah, of we have tough kind of pretty run. tough fixtures yeah. um, and Pepe his stats are okay but he just I still feel like he needs a little bit more time well, he doesn't getting, seem to be able getting, to quite he's getting adjust. shoved off before that Saka kid isn't he at the minute which isn't yeah and he doesn't seem like he's really taken to the league yet which is kind of understandable you know but I think he'll take. Yeah, he might be one for possibly like early next year. You know, once once he takes a bit of time to settle. So it really is uh, uh, just the one uh, the one option for me. And then I suppose you have Kane. I don't think it's really an option. Aubameyang, Aguero. I think one of them three could be. You know, like there's not really anyone else in that price range. It. He probably would be my pick, but I don't know. It's very, it's hard, isn't it, to kind of to think who you take out between Sterling, Mo, and De Bruyne to bring up Aubameyang in. That's basically where where I'm looking mm-hmm. at my team, and Mo would be the one. I think. I think that's kind of a fifty-fifty though, because I think Mo hasn't been in great form either, and it's tempting to make that swap on the wild card it really is um it really is i think the struggle with Aubameyang well the thing is for me to get Aubameyang myself i'd probably have to get rid of Aguero and we've just talked about how tempting that Wolves fixture is um and even then Man City's fixtures even if Aguero sits out a couple of these he's got Wolves at home as we mentioned should be the bankrupt of Bankers, um, <laughs> um, Crystal Palace away, which can be tough. But if I remember correctly, Crystal Palace were much better away from home last season, so that might be an easy game. Um, Aston Villa at the Etihad, and then Southampton at the Etihad, and then they play us. So that is pretty much four hand-picked fixtures right there for Aguero, <clears throat> and that's impacted me getting a uh, Aubameyang. Whereas if we look at Aubameyang's fixtures, I know he's returned in every game, but he's got Bournemouth at home, who we know can't defend. Um, Sheffield United away, which we obviously experienced at the weekend. Very tough game. Um, Crystal Palace at home. I think they have like, they've took over the Crystal Palace curse from us. They seem to struggle against them every season. Wolves at home, as we mentioned, keep mentioning it. They're not the same this season. And Leicester away, who... Um, they seem to always give Arsenal struggles and they look a much better team this season. Um, so, yeah, it, if you've got three Manchester City assets, say you've got Sterling, De Bruyne and Otamendi, I mean, Aubameyang is probably the the most locked-in striker that you can get there. But, um, Jay, what, what's your take on the whole um, top-end striker situation? Uh, well, I've got a Bamiyang and I've, I've had mm-hmm. him since week one. So, obviously, as we've said, he, he's returned every week. He's, if, if anything, he usually gets a goal. So, you you pretty much get seven to nine points out of him. So, he he is, for me, he's, he's a lock-in. Obviously, you've got to probably go 
Aguero, Kane, or Aubameyang if you're going to have Sterling or Salah plus De Bruyne or other mm-hmm. quality in your midfield. Um, I do like the look of Arsenal's fixtures, as you said. They're, they're a bit up in the air as to they could be four twos, three threes, two twos. They could be anything. Um, but one player that was sort of maybe keeping a little eye on is Hector Bellerin because mm. if he's due back. I think Tierney's picked up another injury um, on oh, his return in the past week. Um, but they're both Tierney and Bellerin at 5.4, which isn't bad for a defender. And obviously the, the way they play is very attacking. I'm, I'm more thinking of potential assists in terms of obviously the reason most players have Robertson or Trent is for going forward and obviously the caveat that we do keep clean sheets. We can defend. <laughs> um, but that's all I'm, I'll add a little look through Arsenal's team. Obviously I've been to Bios, but there is literally nothing else there to have a, have a go at because you, you just, there's not. Um, there's a couple of kids, but then they're in and out the likes of Willock and Saka, uh, Maitland Niles, Nelson, that, they're getting games here and there, but you certainly wouldn't touch anyone else in the Arsenal defence. You oh, certainly God, wouldn't play, play near anywhere near the goalkeeper and obviously Lacazette's injured. So they, they've got half-decent fixtures, but I think there's probably not much else to play with there apart from Aubameyang. And then, even then, it tends to be mm. him and that's it. Yeah. I won't, as uh, Sai mentioned, I won't be touching um, Pepe with a barge pole at the minute. There's one other just quick thing just to mm-hmm. add, not to go too much, is that Arsenal play on Thursdays and because Bamiang is there pretty much their only fit person to play up front, will he be playing in the Europa League matches as well? And that could be mm-hmm. a little bit of a, just a little bit of a risk in terms of him having to come back and play both unless they have someone young who they play, who could take can playing up front instead but live, live googling <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is just a little risk involved with them but sorry Simon they're, they're at home this week against Standard okay. Liege and last round um, they Ab- did play yeah. quite a few youngsters and I think it was Aubameyang played Mar- Martinelli played the cup game last week um, and scored against Nottingham Forest so, so it could be play, yeah. it could be a potential that he plays in the home fixture against Standard Liège. Okay, that is. Well, Frankfurt was their f- Frankfurt away was their first Europa League game, which I think would be their toughest on paper. I'm not even sure what their group is, but I imagine that's their toughest on paper. So maybe they can start resting him now because they won that 3-0 and they should be pretty sound in the rest of the group if that is the toughest fixture. So yeah, yeah mate, just, if you're bringing in a bomb, yeah. yeah, if you're bringing Sorry. in Sorry, you go. Yeah. Go on, guys. Sorry, guy. Uh, I was just going to say that the other group game is Vitoria Gimaraes. Is that how you say it, Portuguese side? We'll go with that. So, <laughs> um, we'll, we'll have a stab at that. Um, yeah, so I would imagine their fixtures are probably pretty favourable. Um, they've got Liège and Gimaraes at home back-to-back these next two Europa League game weeks and then they go to Gimaraes and that probably should see them through the group. 
because they got Frankfurt at home the last game, mm-hmm. which if they've already beat Frankfurt away, you'd imagine at that point they probably qualified. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, they should, they should be pretty sound through that. So maybe if anyone's considering bringing Aubameyang in, I don't know for, for Aguero or whoever, maybe wait till after the Europa League game. <clears throat> it shouldn't affect his pride too much either way, unless you literally are um, stuck for money. Maybe do it a bit earlier. But if you can wait, I probably would wait. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, Anyone wants to add anything on Chelsea? Because pretty much it is just Mason Mount and Tammy Abraham still, isn't it? I mean, you you brought in um, Tammy, didn't you, say? Yeah, um, I, like I, he should have scored like at least one mm-hmm. or two. Just, but like I said, I think the fact that he's still in, he's still in those spots. He's taken, um, spending a fair bit of time in the box and everything. I don't think there's any need to think about taking him. Out or anything, I think they have. Mm-hmm. To, I think the next four or five fixtures are still really nice, so no need to panic with five, him. I five think. greens in a row, fixture. Yeah, wise. I think he's <laughs> okay. So I'm pretty happy with him. Yeah. Um, well, we'll move on to uh, transfers in a sec. But as I mentioned earlier, I brought Halloran out of the out of the uh, mid seven strikers just just to be a bit different in that regard. But we'll. we'll get on to transfers in a bit, but uh, Tammy Abraham's probably the safest bet looking at uh, the fixtures there. Um, so that that was the good fixtures, um, but Liverpool, we have tough fixtures now. Um, yeah, let me just, we've got Leicester obviously at the weekend. Oh my God, I'm still scrolling down to Van Dijk's fixtures. There we go. <laughs> um, so, Jay, we've obviously got Leicester at home. We obviously have a fantastic home record. That Obviously, Leicester have improved, but our home record should and our players should see us through that game. But after that, we have t- uh, Manchester United away, which is always a horrendously scruffy game nowadays. Tottenham at home, which well, I mean, we, we talked about what happened to Tottenham yesterday. Um, then Aston Villa away and Man City at home. Is it time to not move off, but possibly limit our? Our Liverpool um, players' involvement because I mean that's pretty difficult fixtures. It is on on paper it looks difficult, but what I would say is the three tough ones: Leicester, Spurs, Man City, are all at Anfield. And as you've said, we're, we're pretty formidable there, so I would fancy our chances obviously in any game. Um, but especially since those three fixtures are at home, then. I would definitely fancy our chances. Obviously, Man United away was was a really scruffy game last season. It was it was one where we got everything wrong. I think it was all there for the taking. They got three injuries. I think in the first mm-hmm. half, but yeah. we basically, I think that was the one game Klopp got wrong, and he looked a little bit clueless. Um, I was in terms of my own team. I'm sort of torn between do I or don't I keep Van Dijk. But the only thing in the back of my mind is. Allison should be back for that Man United game and will that then just give that extra 10% confidence within the back line and will it just shore us up a little bit more and keep a few more clean sheets? Obviously, it was good to get another one at the weekend. Um, we probably wouldn't have had that down as a harder fixture as it was, but credit to Sheffield United where it's due. They, they caused us a lot of problems and they were, they were a very organised outfit. Um, but I think with 
Allison coming back, that could be a, a game changer in terms of our defensive stats. So it might be a case for me of just stick with Van Dyke and Trent up until maybe we played the Man United game and see how we look at the back. Um, Salah for me is not right. He's he seems to be snatching at a few too many chances. His touch seems a little bit off, um, and he just doesn't seem like he's just doing things naturally. Uh, although mm-hmm. we probably have such a high bar for him that you know it's unrealistic to mm. to understand that he can just he, have a normal period. He seems to be a banker at home and a. a not struggle away. Well, it's not the same away from home, is it? It's like that kind, that pattern kind of started last season, but it's, I think it's certainly continued into um, this season. And let me just get up his points, just hopefully confirm that for uh, this season. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's had, got he's got ret- he's got good returns in every home game so far. Yeah, um, so I always captain him at home because mm-hmm. he just he always seems to turn up at home and. I think people have got Mane as well. He's he's always a good shoe-in for points, especially at home as well. I think Mane's probably more attacking threat-wise away from home as well as at home. So if you've got either or, or both of them, then I'd obviously, I'd probably captain one of them this weekend, considering we have got a home fixture. And we kind of owe Leicester from last season. It was a really scruffy game as well. That was... Yeah. Um, the game where there was a lot of snow on the pitch. Yeah, it was horrendous. That was where Maguire should have got sent off, shouldn't he? Yeah, and, you know, Brendan's coming back. He's going to want to try and prove a point. So the, there's a little bit of an added spice there. So, I mean, that, that that's a good fixture this weekend. But I would, I would definitely say you've got things to think about if you have got heavy Liverpool players, considering the other fixture runs that we've discussed with the other teams. Yeah, and obviously most Liverpool assets are easy to move off because they tend to be the most expensive in the game. So if you want to maybe move off to Man City, well, or the the Arsenal asset, <laughs> it might be something to consider. Um, Simon, you've obviously considering doing the wild card, if not this week, the international break. Um, is that is that something you'd be taking into consideration in in, in terms of the Liverpool lads, or or would you just be keeping them in for the long term or would you just try and leave a pathway to get in like a Salah or something like that? Yeah, that's one of the things that would be a little bit tough. That's why I might wait and haul back the wild card um, and slowly start maybe bringing a few of my pill lads out over the next few weeks and then bring them all back in on the wild card, either that or maybe just go with Trent for a few weeks or Van Dyke, I think one of them two should um should do quite well over the next couple of weeks. Um I think you could probably just kind of hold off on just having one, maybe two, um until the fixtures pick up in about four or five weeks' time. But I mean, as Jay mentioned, the fixtures I don't think are as bad as they look just in terms of how Spurs and Man, you are at the mm-hmm. moment. They're not in. They're very bad form. Spurs, especially away from home, are absolutely awful. So there's no reason why we wouldn't win a match like that. Maybe f- like three 0 or something. Like it's mm-hmm. not 
it's, that it's wouldn't be that mad, you know. I think it's the defensive assets that's probably more worrying yeah. to me than the attacking ones. Because as you mentioned, I think Man United are probably more of a defensive team nowadays, but them games tend to take care of themselves. I think Man United is the most worrying FPL-wise, because that, yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll just be a mess. That'll probably be, end up being like a mess, nil-nil crap game that nobody ever wants to watch ever again. Whereas <laughs> I think the ones you mentioned, like City, that can either be... Nil, that could nil. be anything. That can yeah. be nil nil or five all. Um and as you mentioned, Spurs they might jam a, a a crappy goal or something like that, but we should be scoring plenty in that game. So I I'd agree with you. I don't think they're, they're that worrying maybe United aside, but if if we do turn up, we could tonk United pretty easily, but it it seems to be a big if nowadays. Just never seems to click on in that game, does it? Nope. Not for a long time now, but yeah, it's hard to know what to do. I think, like personally, I have Van Dyke and Robertson at the back, and that for next weekend that looks fine. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think Leicester are going to attack the way they would against for like in the last match they played. I think when they've faced kind of a team is a little bit better than them, they seem to play very. very are very defensive and they play mm-hmm. kind of two they play those two Chowdhury ha- comes in doesn't he Holding midfielders yeah so I think they might try and just come and play for the draw I'd say but um, so I can see us keeping a clean sheet at the weekend but for the next four then after that maybe barring the Aston Villa match I probably I might just get rid of one of those defenders to raise money it just depends that's kind of where the wild card might come into mm-hmm. play or i might just get rid of one of my three and then hold on to van dyke and mo but yeah i'm not sure yet really yeah it's hard to know it's a I'd pro- it's probably a wait and see because if, if we get through, yeah, if we so. get through united unscathed i think you're pretty much playing so yeah yeah um yeah i didn't put this one on the agenda because i forgot about them but um Leicester are third in the in the um, league at the minute, and probably deservedly so, because they've been good themselves and everyone else has been shit, as we've mentioned. Um, but they seemingly are growing into football on the whole and FPL, because I think Ricardo Pereira is now the top-scoring uh, defender. Yes, he is. He's two points ahead of Trent. Um I think he's scored or assisted in the last two, which may have pumped that up a bit. But they're, they're seemingly improving defensively. You've obviously benefited off um, Vardy in that past week. Uh, Madison, well, I've got Madison. He's already burnt me, but I'm keeping him long term. Um, they, not a sleeper team, but they are certainly one that's growing in influence on this game, aren't they? Yeah, they certainly are. In terms of FPL, then there's a few bargains to be had. I mean, only 9.2% of people have got Fardy. He's at, he's been a bit patchy, I will say. Um, but at home, he is a threat, especially. Um, obviously, he got 12 points at the weekend against Newcastle, but then his two previous game weeks were Man United and Spurs, and usually they're the games that you'd expect Fardy to nick a goal, and he only got two points in each game because um, well, Leicester lost to United, but he beat Spurs, but he, he didn't get anything. But then the week before was Bournemouth, and he got 16. And obviously, he likes a goal against Liverpool. We can't deny that. Uh, but then his fixtures coming up, 
Burnley at home, Southampton, Palace away, and then Arsenal at home, which obviously we've touched on in terms of that could be anything. And then they've got five green fixtures. So I'm certainly keeping them for the foreseeable. And then, as you say, you've got Madison as a long-term buy. I think he, he'll he probably be back in, definitely for the weekend and then probably for the rest of the season. But then there's probably a few others. I mean, Pereira's the obvious one, but there's a few other players that you can pick up from Leicester, especially... In the back line, I think, obviously, Soyon Chu's a, mm-hmm. a popular guy. Yeah, I've got him, yeah. The, the likes of Chu, well, I mean, not many people have selected him, but he's there and they, they do occasionally keep clean seats, but you'd fancy the chances, especially in in the next few fixtures that they've got coming up, and especially at home. Um, they do seem to have that that feel of the title season um, atmosphere about them where they had the crowd behind them and when they get a lead, they, they sort of have this momentum where they, they can be quite formidable. Um, so, yeah, I mean, probably a, a lot of people are overlooking them as just early season form, but Rodgers did actually get them going when he came in last season and drove them on towards the back end of the season. He, we know the way Rodgers plays is attacking, leaving the back door open, but they, they are good to watch and I think they will be definitely in with a shout of breaking up the traditional top, uh, top six as it is or has been for the past 15 years or so, whatever. Then I think Leicester are probably in prime position to, to break into that. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, them and them and we should add West Ham in there, who we mentioned throughout. They, they seemingly look like the teams that could be um, knocking on the door of the top four and the top six um, this season. Um, Simon, before we get into um, actual transfers and captain picks and stuff, um, just one more problem I wanted to talk about, and that is Timu Puki. Um, I've transferred him out for Haller, as I've mentioned. Um, maybe a bit of a dick move, because I'm looking. He's, he's a different animal at home, and I think he has Aston Villa at home next, but... Is is it too much of a risk when he's not performing away from home? Like, I know you obviously play so many games at home and stuff like that, but Aston Villa at home is next game. Then Bournemouth away, obviously they don't defend too well, but if he's not performing away, so be it. Then he's got United at home, albeit they're shit, they can defend seemingly. Um, Brighton away... Watford at home, so it's not the worst fixtures. But is is the away form too much of a risk when you when he's now in the price bracket of Tammy Abraham and Sebastian Haller? Mm. <clears throat> I still think he's a pretty. He's. I think he's definitely still worth kind of hanging onto. But I wouldn't buy him in now at that price. I think it depends what you paid for him. Um, I can't. I don't think I paid too much for him. But I think he's at that point now where. He's not worth the price tag that he is unless he kind of hits a little bit of form. And I think he has blanked in the last two, so it does feel like he's kind of off the boil a little bit. But I think his stats are still pretty good. Um, And, I mean, Burnley away and Palace away are two fairly defensive teams, I suppose. But, yeah, the away form is a little bit of a worry, but he... To me, I kind of bought him in feeling like he was a person that I play every week and 
just be, just just based on that he's not that expensive. You don't mind if he doesn't score every week. Um, I don't think he's too much of a problem. I think Norwich as a whole, it's hard to tell like how long they can main they can maintain this. But um, Aston Villa home, Manu at home, and Watford at home, I'd expect him to score in probably each of those. Um, it should be pretty good, but I, I'm not thinking about moving a mind right now myself. But maybe if you didn't have Abraham or Hilaire or Wilson, maybe one of those three actually could be a better option, even though they are all more expensive than them, or just slightly more expensive. Um, but I don't think I transfer him in and I don't think I transfer him out if that makes any sense personally no yeah it does it does just be a dickhead and do it you can do it <laughs> yeah. very early in the it's week without thinking about risky, it like yeah. I am but yeah. I doubt this season's fucked anyway let's 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 get mad with transfers nowadays oh eh? <laughs> uh, god we're, maybe we're I'm both... playing far too safe actually I think that has been a bit of a issue for me like I mean I was I was actually have a look at my at my mid at my midfield there, and I own the like the top five owned mid. I own all the t- all the top five owned mid mid. So maybe you do need to take a little bit of a punt and try and look outside the box. That's why I've got Jordan here. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> going a bit too far for me, but maybe I just feel like he is a little bit. Just the fact that he's owned by, I think he's the most owned player, in, or one of the most owned anyway. There is that kind of fear factor, but then if you do get rid of him and the person who you bring in was to score well, you'd probably m- make a fairly big leap up. So it's one, kind of one of those weird ones that mm-hmm. I there's a little bit of a that kind of like fear factor that most people own him. But, second um, second highest owned in the game, behind, uh, just behind Van Dyke, surprisingly. Oh well, that's very surprising. Mm. I've, I've got a similar problem. <laughs> uh, I've got De Bruyne, Salah, uh, their top four, uh, Mounts there, Aguero's yeah. there, and Trent's there. So I've got a similar problem to you. Um, yes, that's not great. Um, but anyway, that's a different topic. Um, do you anything to add on the Pookie situation before we get into transfers and stuff? Only the fact that he probably was in the top three or four players in my team who was looking to transfer out, but then, as we've touched on, he's got a few favourable fixtures, especially at home, so I think I'd probably give him another two to three game weeks, but then having a the quick scout around in terms of what's available in that price bracket, then there isn't a lot to have out there in terms of the forward line. So it might just mm-hmm. be a case of stick with what I've got because it's it's not doing me any harm at the moment. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And obviously you're doing well, so you can take these, you can keep these players. I have to gamble on Jordan fucking hear you. <laughs> I, I, did, I did warn you. And then Josh King. No, Josh King. I was never Josh getting King Josh King. Should have went for Josh King. I was never getting Josh King. It was between him and Wesley, but Wesley did score. He's a prick. Um, <laughs> I, I forgot Arsenal were bad. Um, but anyway, transfer time. As I mentioned, I've done mine. Uh, I'll do another one just because fuck it. Um, 
But you guys, Jay, I'll start with you. What are you thinking this week? Um, outcome dependence on Bernardo. Uh, probably straight swap to Maras. And then I'll see where I lie after the international break because the wild card is tempting, but that would only be to get De Bruyne in at the cost of probably then shifting out Van Dijk and maybe messing around to get another midfielder. But there's not a lot out there in terms of what there is for value for money. Maybe Salah for Mane, but then I'd probably regret it. So, no. Um, and then I might just actually switch Keaton to Alisson when Alisson is back and settled again mm-hmm. and go back to uh, um, Arnold, Salah, um, Alisson sort of spine between my FPL team and Benoff Van Dijk because... Alexander Arnold obviously gets you the assists and the potential of a goal threat in terms of free kicks. Gosh, both so patient keeping your wild card. God, could have wasted it like I did months like a month ago. <laughs> um, Sai, what are you thinking? I've made one transfer. I finally got rid of my Watford defender. My Watford Woo! defender, Woo! Kiko Firmino, is no more and he's now. Watford Green Sheet coming. He's going to score a goal. He actually apparently has created, He's, I think he's in the top five for chances created amongst oh, the defenders. It's coming. Stupid, it's but coming. He was, he was dropped, so I I don't think he's going to play. Hat-trick but, um, is coming. He, probably, he is probably going to score the one-time Watford third up. So he's been a serious issue for me. So he was... Um, 4.4 and he was looking to fall so I got rid of him and brought in Adam Mendy because I had a little bit of money in the bank um, it's just kind of a short term transfer because now I, I'm maxed out and I have Adam Mendy, Sterling and De Bruyne which means I couldn't bring in Mares or Aguero unless I lost one of them So, but I, I think I think Adam Mendy looks pretty um, nice to own for the next four fixers as well um, and then I'm also thinking about doing a kind of a weird transfer, depending if De Bruyne is going to actually start, um, which would be either get him out for Mares for a hit, or I might do Montoya to Lundstrom for a hit, which is kind of a, more of a long-term move, just with Lundstrom being looking like he can kind of pick up points at both. And they haven't got great mm-hmm. fixtures, but Brighton. I have a much better bench. Yeah. Brighton option. have all right um, fixtures, to be fair. I know they've got top yeah, six, but they they've got do, three good in a row. Yeah, so th- that's why I'm not sure if it's worth getting Montoya out or if that's just me wanting to bring Lundstrom in. Because I think you're just, I, looking, you're just looking at Watford to play, aren't you? <laughs> that's, that's the thing. That's, yeah, that's uh, it. <laughs> but yeah, there's some, there's some good ones in there. Um, yeah. Right, let's do it. Live transfer with Guy. Um, okay. Bring in Josh King now. This is the time. I can't afford him. Okay. <laughs> you, you can't afford Josh King. Well, I'd have to get rid of Halo. Or, have to sell Aguero or I'd, yeah, I'd have to get rid of Halo, who I've just brought in, or Aguero. Um, unless, no. No, I'm not taking more minuses. Well, yeah, I am. I'm taking A minus, but I'm not taking more minuses. Um... Right, I'm getting rid of Dwight McNeil because I just randomly picked someone who was six mil. Um, 
and it looks like I might finally just do the Yarmolenko thing and just ruin him for you. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Burnley have got Everton at home this weekend. If Everton was a home banger other than Man City, that's it. Yes, but I can ruin Yarmolenko for you. He's got Crystal Palace at home. That's also another home banger. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this, it, is, no. this is not about FPL, Jay. This is about you. <laughs> it is. And I'm staying top as long as you don't meddle with my team. Oh, who, who, who are you captain in this week, Jay? Just, just, just for, not, just for notes. Not telling. Not telling. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, well, on to captains as a serious point. Um, yeah, I, do, I do captain Salah every home game so the likelihood is he's the obvious choice however Aubameyang at home to Bournemouth if he doesn't play the Europa League is very tempting considering Bournemouth can't defend and he could obviously have a rest Um, that's probably the two I'm thinking or you could go out the box and maybe go Pukki at home to Aston Villa Mm, that has the potential to be goals Um, but I think me, me head saying about me, but my heart saying uh, Mo Salah with us being at home. I probably base it on how he plays um, tonight. Obviously, as we record this, it's Wednesday afternoon uh, before the Salzburg game. So if he looks a bit more himself, I'll probably go Salah. Yeah, that's a uh, that's probably going to be one of the popular shouts. Um, so are you thinking similarish or anything different? Mm, I was on De Bruyne and I was very pleased with myself until he got that injury because I thought it was the perfect <laughs> perfect had to pick so I'm going to go for Sterling even though he's kind of let me down a little bit but after scoring last week and scoring midweek and I think if De Bruyne and Bilva are both out um, I think he'll be probably the most important player in the front three depending on who he's going to start so I think he could do well and I've got device on Mo just in case Sterling doesn't play again but I can definitely see um, a, I can see like the likes of Aubameyang, Aguero or even Pookie to be tempting as well for those who have any of those options Yeah, yeah I think they're all good shouts, I, I'm, I'm just going to lock it in on Aguero because his home record is, is again different class Yeah and Wolves are worse than Leicester. That's probably the difference between Salah and Aguero for me. So I'm going to go Aguero. Um, and hopefully I'll use pick Salah and just take a nice, like, I don't know, Trent can get a hat-trick or something because he's in my team. That'll do. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's uh, that's been it. I did I did the Yarmolenko transfer, by the way, Jay, so fuck you. <laughs> uh, yes. Ugh. Mike captain him, just to piss oh. you off. Um, <laughs> oh. Yes, I've got double oh, West Ham, yeah. so when West Ham go to uh, 20th, I apologise. Um, but anyway, that's where we will finish up. Uh, I'm going to Guero, so yeah, move off him. Uh, so yeah, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you, you two, for joining me. Goodbye. <laughs>